Morning. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Friday. We are back with another episode of TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, get you something to drink like I do. Oh, is it not showing up? Uh, and uh, let's get into this hot tea. Let me introduce Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? What you drinking on? Uh, I'm drinking hot tea because I'm still kind of battling with this flu, but I stuck a little bit of vodka in it. Ooh. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Just a little vodka in it. Please welcome Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? You drinking? No, I'm not drinking. I'm drinking water. Um, and I'm not unlocking my better self. I'm just drinking water because I'm trying to keep my skin all young and supple. Uh, but Claudia, I went over these topics for tonight, and I think tonight is going to be a pretty spicy show. Uh-huh. You know what? I, I need it. I'm I'm I share with y'all a little bit. I'm gonna, I think we should I like this show because we get to talk about things and keep it a buck. I feel like anxiety tonight. Like, I feel like I want to cry and I don't have a reason. And I, I don't know if I think we just keep going, going, going. Right. Mm-hmm. We are bombarded with negative news every single day. And I think for the most part, we shake it off. OK, another shooting, another stabbing. This person died. I lost a relative. I lost a friend. But I think it gets to a point where how can it not affect you in a real way if you have feelings? And I, wow. feel like, I feel like everything, I just feel like, ugh, I want, I, I just want to run away. And it, <laughs> but there's pills for I that. I want to run away too. But then I, didn't I, I, I said the moon was in retrograde, but I meant, is it Mercury in retrograde? And I, I, I pre, I'm pretty sure it's, it's in, in retrograde until the 15th of May, if you're into astrology or anything like that. Because I was telling Q that I've like the last two weeks have been very difficult to me. I've been having high levels of anxiety. Usually how I handle my anxiety is working out and it's just not working. I've been having pr- trouble sleeping, too. And I feel like I've had that restless leg syndrome where like I, ca- I can't like get comfortable. I don't know. what. Y'all better go get y'all a script. <laughs> okay. As I approach 40 years old, I ain't got time for them sleepless nights, the restless legs, or that anxiety. You better go get you a script. Baby, I got a whole goddamn Mexican pharmacy in there. I got Trazodone. <laughs> I got Valium. I got, uh, 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 um, what's the other one? I got enough in there to clear whatever the hell you got going on. <laughs> I, I well, we know it. you got enough antibiotics for everything. <laughs> Oh, y'all fired up? Y'all fired up? <laughs> <laughs> I just had my blood work done, and it came back that I'm extremely anemic. And I was like, damn. They said, I said, oh, I'm kind of anemic, because I've always been, like, in good health. They said, no, you're really anemic. I'm like, oh, just another, you know, that's what happens. We get at that age. So, yeah, we're going to get through this, and uh, I'm going to need a laugh out of this show tonight. Uh, what they say in the chat? Hey, people in the chat, if you're feeling, like, kind of in a weird place, I want to see, like, Thumbs up if you're feeling weird. Thumbs, I'm sorry. Thumbs down if you're feeling weird. Thumbs up if you're feeling good. And maybe we can rub off onto each other. The the, the, the good vibes can get on us feeling down. Nice. All right, y'all. Let's get into this show. Are y'all ready for the weekend? What y'all doing for the weekend? Ain't nothing. I'm, I got to clean out my closet and get some clothes to Goodwill. That's about the only thing I got going on. I like yeah. your shirt. It's cute. Thank you. A little, little, piece of, little piece of $20 Zara from about a year ago. <laughs> just did this whole thing. Okay. Al, what you doing this weekend? Um, I'm headed east. I'm going back to New York City this weekend. Um, I'm going to take care of a lot of doctor doctor appointments this weekend. Okay. You get your antibiotics while you're around here worrying about what I got in my medicine closet. <laughs> How long are you going to be there, Al? I'm there until Tuesday. I get there on Wednesday. Oh, I'll miss you again. Um, 
I'm here in Vegas. I'm going to Lovers and Friends with my boy, well, my assistant, Trey, and we're going to go see Genuine and Chris Brown and Mariah Carey and everybody. So it should be lots of fun. And no, we're not. Mm -hmm. I still want to know who was mowing the lawn at your new place. <laughs> my lawn was being tended to. That's all you know. <laughs> you know who was there. You saw my live before. I know. <laughs> but I like how you mess up with the soulmates. <laughs> well, you guys, there's a lot of people putting thumbs down in the chat. Like, they're, like, going through it. Well, let's get to these stories and cheer them up, honey. Come on. All right, y'all. Word around town is that Nelly and Ashanti are officially back together. Now, a source confirmed with Entertainment Tonight that the two are back together and very happy. Are you guys excited to see these two rekindle their relationship? Q, let's start with you. I see you nodding your head. I love it. You know, I, I made a joke with you yesterday about spending the block. And you know what, y'all? Sometimes you got to spend the block. And with them, there's been 10 years that has passed, 10 years or more since they were together. And they were together for 10 years. And sometimes, you know what I'm saying? I, I told you this, Cardi, yesterday. The devil you know is better than the one you don't. Okay? People grow. I think they are equally yoked. Their careers are, are, are on the same level. They reach the same level of stardom. They probably got the same level of finances. They're on the same level of attractiveness. They're on the same level of youthfulness. Like they got it going on and they're familiar with one another. So I'm, I'm all for it, Ashanti and Nelly. Do the damn thing and do it right this time. And y'all watch if they really, really get together. Watch how quickly she pop up pregnant. Oh, wow. Mm, okay. How old is she? I wonder. It's, I mean, she's got to be in her forties now, right? Yeah, is she forty yet? Probably early forties. Women having babies up fifty two, fifty three. Um, Al, what do you think about this? You hey, have I'm here for this black love. I'm here for black love anyway. Um, I do believe though that they've been back together longer than they are letting us know. I think they're just finally comfortable saying that they're back together. The one thing that I love about this couple is that from the beginning, I have always felt like that their celebrity love. They are the one one of the few celebrity couples that feels real. So thumbs up to Nelly and thumbs up to Ashanti. And hey, Nelly, make her an honest woman this go round. Y'all go ahead and have a beautiful big wedding so that we can all come and celebrate with you. I like them together. I always like them together. I love, I'm a huge, I love Ashanti. I think she's so cute. And I just think she has good vibes. Um, I like them when they, when they were together before people in the chats are saying, oh, he wasn't claiming her before, but it seems like he's smitten with her this time. And sometimes you don't appreciate things the first time around. And then you get away from it. You think the grass is greener somewhere else. And you realize I had a good woman. And I think I'm hoping, I don't know them. I'm hoping that this is a case of this. And I would love to see them walk down the aisle. I would. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It seems like former Grey's Anatomy star Isaiah Washington is ready to spill the tea at his former castmates. Washington tweeted, hmm, I wonder if I should tweet about the rampant alcohol and drugs used amongst my fellow castmates and producers of Grey's Anatomy and all the swinger parties that took place. What are your thoughts on Isaiah possibly exposing his former castmates and Al Reynolds? Were you at any of those swinger parties? <laughs> Ooh, that was a sexy cast. Oh, I would love to have been there. Listen, I, this man is so talented, but could he please just stop talking? Stop talking. I mean, even though what he's saying could be valid, even though it, it may it may be 110% true, it just doesn't feel good coming from him. And I did not like the way he put producers in that because we know that our girl Chandra Rhymes and and Debbie Allen, as far as that concerns, are the producers on that show. And I would hate to think that he's saying that they did anything inappropriate as executive producers on that show. The other side of this is, Isaiah, 
you're too talented to be looking this way in the public eye. He's looking bitter, he's looking unhinged, and he's looking revengeful. And it just doesn't match to the guy's talent, period. I mean, I just do better. Do better, Isaiah. I, I just don't like you doing all this. It's not necessary. We're talking about your antics more than your talent, and that's a thumbs down for me. Hugh, what do you think about Isaiah? I think bitter don't look good on 50-plus-year-old black men. I think it doesn't. And, and honestly and truthfully, the time for you to have spilt the beans about orgies and drugs and all that type of stuff was when you got let go from Grey's Anatomy. Now, you most recently announced that you were retiring from acting. When you retire from something, Daddy, you supposed to let it alone. That means you're done with it. You've got resolve in your heart. You're indifferent. Leave it alone. Your remarks are giving, I can't get booked, so now I want to hurt people. It's giving, my income has not been the same since Grey's Anatomy, so now I want to hurt people. It's giving, I have not healed from getting let go from Grey's Anatomy, even though it was your fault that you got let go. And this is just not good. And to echo Al's sentiment, um, it's just not becoming of somebody with your level of talent. When I first moved to L.A., I, I spoke about this before. He was one of the first celebs I became really good friends with. We used to be at Jerry's Deli, hang out. That was my boy. And I cannot believe the person that I was cool with and I really loved his personality is this guy. Like, ever since you got let go from Grey's Anatomy, which I don't think you should have, um, I think they should have had some sensitivity training. He's just been a different human being to the fact that he even went to become full MAGA. It, I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter, but mm -hmm. someone said And maybe he sees that there is a bag in Black people um, kind of taking that position, but it's not helping his case to then want to go spill 20-something-year-old tea. That was about 20-some years ago when that happened. Uh -huh. And now you want to talk about that. If you want, the way to do it, if you want to talk about it, write a book. Write a memoir book. That shows your experience. But what are you going to go on Twitter? Idle and throwing idle threats. It's so D class A. And he's not, it, it seems like he's free-falling. And, and yeah. maybe he's like, well, I'll kind of do anything to kind of get back in the mix. Like I said on the other show, Tyler Perry, give this man a call. You probably get him at a discount now. Isaiah, <laughs> you're tripping. All right, one of the breakout stars from RuPaul's Drag Race, Shangela, 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 is being accused of sexually assaulting a former production assistant who worked on season one of HBO's We're Here. Daniel McGregor is uh, allegating that Shangela, I'm sorry, raped him after pushing him to drink heavily while they were partying with crew members. What are your thoughts on these allegations? Rape is a very strong word. Q, what do you think? You know, this is very challenging, right? Because um, Me Too movement taught us that when a woman comes forward, that we are not to re-traumatize her, that we are to take her word for face value and kind of support this woman and undergird her through the process. And I've always said, if you pull a glove inside out, it still has to be a glove. So the same has to apply to men, you know, if this man said this and, and, and it's hard because everybody loves Shangela's personality and, and she doesn't give that this could be her, you know, her MO or her demeanor, but neither did Bill Cosby, you know, and, 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 and I'll be the first person to say that I don't want to believe it, um, but I can't sit here and say Shangela didn't do it because I was not there and I'm not going to sit here and say she did it because I was not there. I'm going to say I hope she did not do it. Um, but in the event that she did, 
you know, I hope justice prevails. I mean, one or two of them is the victim. Which one? That's for the courts to determine. Wild. Al, what do you thought? Who I'm like you on this. I'm on, I'm on the fence. It's, you know, um, yeah, I just hope that the truth comes out. And I hope if, if it was sexual assault that uh, the fine is matches the crime. You know, we're in such weird times now, right? With first, it started with reality shows, with editing that makes bad people look good and good people look bad. Then we go to Instagram and social media where people are fronting a whole entire lifestyle. Then we have ridiculous apps for filters. And, and we, you know, I don't know what I'm looking at anymore. Like, I feel like I don't know what the truth of anything is. Like, everything is like in question now. I feel like I can't even trust my eyes anymore. And people now, there's people that are doing stuff for clout. And then there's people that use that, especially celebrities. Oh, they're just doing it for clout. So we dismiss valid claims. So we're just at a weird place in time and history where it's just hard to differentiate what is real and what is fake now, you know, because we have people, humans that are really willing to go really far with fake allegations. And on the flip side, we have celebrities that take advantage of their power and the fact that they can rely on that. Oh, it's just, I'm being targeted. So I don't know what to think anymore. And I think that's sad. All right, y'all coming up next a McDonald's in Louisville is under fire after employing a 10 year old after employing 10 year old children and later NFL superstar Patrick Mahomes, younger brother has been charged with a serious crime, which sucks because it gets put on Patrick and not the brother. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to TGIF. Okay, the comments. Um, Y'all might want to go back and research that Shangela story a little bit yourself. I'm not going to say what they're saying and what the word on the street is. Oh, what the people saying? What the people saying? What's the tea? This TGIF, honey, we don't spend nobody. What's the tea? What the people saying? The people are saying that there has been a history of these kind of allegations. Hmm. Allegations, allegedly. I'm not making anybody guilty, but that's word on the street that the people have been saying. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, I do not know her, so I'm not putting that on her, but that's what the whispers are. So mm. I hope it's not true. I hope mm. it's not true. All right, y'all. McDonald's in Louisville, Kentucky is under fire after 10-year-old children were found working unpaid shifts until two in the morning. Q, I know you love the children. You think children are the future, although you will fight one. <laughs> on the story. <laughs> I want to fight the children, but I don't want to put them into indentured servitude. But I'm going to tell y'all something. I believe the children are our future. This not y'all, this not the children's fault. This you bitches' fault. Cause when COVID came around, y'all hoes ain't want to go back to work. Okay, y'all ain't want to go back to work. The McDonald's right here on Biscayne Boulevard, they got a big old sign up talking about starting at thirteen dollars an hour, and they give you an iPhone. They been had that sign up for a damn year because you Negroes don't want to come to work. So you know what? When y'all don't want to come to work, you know what they had to do? They had to go get the little family children. Out of school. And you know them children is failing because if they at work at 2 o'clock in the morning, they not doing well in school. But no, this is a damn shame. I, that, that was just some funny stuff. This is really sad. They said they found over 300 children amongst several states. Um, 
These are the types of child laws that the Republicans need to be fighting and not worrying about drag queens reading to books. I am pretty sure that hot ass grease that the labor board found those 10 year olds dipping fries in will cost them much more harm than the drag queen reading to them down to the library on a Saturday morning. These are the types of things we need to be fighting in this country, people, and not all this other stuff that we are distracted by. This is a shame. And these McDonald's franchisees need to be fined and sent to jail because they said some of these students were not even children were not even getting paid. And as far as I'm concerned, that is child trafficking and it is um, slavery. It is slavery. Yeah. You fought some little kids that work till two in the morning. Are you yeah. freaking serious, people? This is yeah. ridiculous. Al, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I echo your sentiments. Um, we know that these two 10-year-olds were the kids of the night manager. <laughs> so the night manager was like, shoot, I'm going to employ them little, <laughs> my bad kids. I ain't got to get a babysitter. They can come over here and work. The sad part here is, guys, if you if you violate the children's law or labor law, you're only fined $10,000. You're only fined $10,000 and maybe, what, six months in prison if you really did something really bad? It's just sad that we don't have on the federal or the state level better labor laws protecting anyone under the age of 16. We got to do better. And just giving them penalties, and in this case, they were given civil money penalties for those three franchisees that had over 305 underage children violating the labor laws is unacceptable. We've got to do better, and we've got to hold them accountable. Just another example of how fake America is. Uh -huh. They act like they care so much about kids, yet this is where a lot of kids get raped, molested, be sent to work. We have a nerve to talk about China and they're, you know, having their little child, uh, kids working in the factories. We got that stuff going right here. All this stuff we project so much, all the stuff we complain about other countries, we do it right here. Look how these Republicans are fighting to allow children to marry at young ages. Okay. Look how they don't fight for uh, missing kids, especially if they're kids of color. Mm -hmm. Look how they're okay with uh, the molestation. So trafficking. They act like they are so for the kids and they. Uh, a dollar comes before a kid at any time in this country. And that's facts. All right, y'all. This is truly happening. Then it's a shame this country is headed for a recession and the middle class is being affected. That's why it's so important for us black folks to stay on top of our finances. That's what I, what I love most about Fox Soul is that we do our best to keep our community in the loop about everything, including ways to better our finances and our credit scores. You know, we talk about that all the time. Now, one of the shows that our soulmates can check out to keep them in the financial loop is called The Score, hosted by financial guru Malik Davis. So make sure you check out this hit show for your financial needs and seize this opportunity to clean up your credit by going to www.malikdavis.com. Once again, that's www.malikdavis.com davis.com and you know what claudia i want to jump in there really quick malik from what i hear is really the credit guru he's the man and soulmates i'm here to tell y'all y'all already know i'm going through the home buying process right now and why the doll's credit is good enough to get whatever it is i need it can always be a little better so i'm gonna tap malik on his shoulder and i'm gonna help y'all i'm gonna allow y'all to follow me on my journey as i play along with malik the credit guru well let me and al know how it goes. Good luck with that. All right. We have an update on the New York performer who was tragically killed by a former Marine after he allegedly threatened passengers on the subway. 
According to the medical examiner, Jordan Neely's death has been ruled a homicide. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this update, Al? Like, we need that. <laughs> it's like we saw know, him being choked out on camera. Gay, Claudia, but let me tell you something. This story is getting more and more interesting. You know, we broke it on this show when we found out it was a homicide and we talked about it on Wednesday. But what we didn't know on Wednesday was that he was discharged from the Marines. All right. He's a veteran Marine, ex-Marine at 24 years old. What we also found out is that his father is a retired cop. Once again, an unarmed black man is being killed at the mercy of a white male. I think that there's more. What is what is that, Funky? What's there, there's something in the milk ain't clean. Something in the milk ain't I think clean. We, there's something in the milk ain't clean. And as we dig more and more into this case, we're going to find out that, that that young man has a thing for for taking down men of color. I'm sorry. I just feel it somewhere in my gut. And I want to give a shout out to DJ Nice, who put up an incredibly nice post about his heart was still hurting around this young performer's death. Thank you, DJ Nice, for still keeping the noise and the, and the pressure on the neck of the DA in the state of New York. And it's crazy because the black mayor of New York, Eric Adams, who a lot of people are like, eh, seems like the ops a little bit. He was so quick to condemn AOC uh, for calling this a murder. Remember that? I don't know if y'all seen that. He was like, oh, she jumped the gun to call this a murder. We all seen it on, on film. Like, why? when are they going to stop playing in our faces about the things that we've seen? Like, we've, we, we've, we saw it. Q, what do you think about this and the, you know, the history of this man? I, and anyone who's ridden on a road on a, a train in New York, you're going to see mentally ill people, people. You're going to see people perform and do weird stuff. Most people just keep their head. They just ignore it. You don't go grab them and put them in a chokehold. Q, what do you no, think? I, I, I'm about to change the trajectory of this story just a little bit. I think when it's all said and done, all Black people from, from across all communities, we feel the same way about the situation. I watched an Amanda Seals video earlier today, and Amanda Seals really pointed out something. She was like, you know, we're so quick to get outraged when white people do something to us, but where were the black people on the train when this happened and why didn't anyone step in and help this situation? And she just really made a, a valiant plea that if she was on that train, that she would have stepped in and done something. And one of my biggest issues with New York City and why I would never want to live there, my best friend is where I told him, New Yorkers are too desensitized, in my opinion, to the plight of humanity. That is why you're able to walk past people who are damn near bleeding out of their femoral artery and just keep damn walking or whatever and not do anything about it. This man was being choked out on this train for 15 minutes. And I'm not just going to put this on black people. I'm going to put this on anybody who was on this train. And nobody at no point thought to do anything to say, hey, get up off of him, pull the man up off of him, kick the man. Nobody thought to do anything. So while the, the, the blood is on the man's hands that did it, there's a bit, there's enough, you know, uh, blood on, on to go around to the other people that were on that subway cart as well. I, I agree. We're at a place in, in, in New York has always has been like that for a long time. People be like, oh, well, not my problem. I remember hearing about a woman getting raped on the stairs of the train, the subway, and no one did anything. They just walked around her. And you would think being out in public, if someone does something to me, someone for sure is going to jump in. Not the case. It's not the case. And I, I, I think it's really sad that people can do stuff in broad daylight and the community doesn't get outraged enough to jump in. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more of us that outnumber them. And yes, uh, Eric Adams in the chat, they reminded me he's a retired cop. I know this. Um, but all that aside, cop, not a cop, we have got to care more about each other. Mm-hmm. Like even the George Floyd case, I get those were cops, but like there's more of us. When we see an injustice, wouldn't you want people to jump in if you being choked out for 15 minutes? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Oh, and we did find out his name, the guy who did the choke, and they finally released his name. His name is Daniel Penny. That's Daniel Penny. So if anybody wants to go and do research on him, you have his name now to see what's really going on with his background. I think this is like, this is one of the stories that's starting to get to me from this week. I told y'all at the beginning of the show, I feel like I want to cry. Like, I just, I, it's too much. It's hard enough being Black, right? whether you full quarter, I don't care. It's too hard. Like it's hard enough. And then to keep seeing people that look like they could be your cousins, your family, your brother, yourself being taken out and nobody cares. Like nobody cares anymore. Like we're going to talk about this for a week and then we're not going to talk about it. All right, y'all. You in Vegas, girl. Go to the dispensary and get yourself a good refill. Let her go to a craps table. She'll be all right. She'll get her soul back. The crap table and kicking my ass. That's another reason why I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, tell the truth. Damn, tell the damn truth. Want to get up here and blame it? You want to blame it on Mercury retrograde and all this other damn foolishness? Tell the truth. You don't spent up all your money. Your money. No, you can't. You can't <laughs> your money. I lost a lot of bathroom. money, y'all. I lost a lot of money. I How ain't much you lost, lost, Cardi? How much you lost? You just got there. It's been a day. As soon as I got here, I went to the tables. It wasn't going good. Then I started chasing. Then they bring me the cheap wine. Then you start chasing even harder. And then where's the pawn shop? I might need to go to <laughs> Marty, how much you lost? 3000 No, I wish. 10 Four. No. You a seven kind of girl. 7000 No, she's, let's see. She's trying to renovate her kitchen and her bathroom. So she might be, yeah, between seven and 10. That's- I'm not at, I'm not over seven. But it's, I'm getting there. Um, well, hold on. I got some information. Yeah, former Marine. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about that. The guy. Yeah, was, I said veteran. Yeah, he's former Marine, and uh, and Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, was a former cop. Got him. Woo! I'm gonna go eat me some. <laughs> Please some slap machine, woman. Either some reef or get you some prostitution. No, that's so, the solution. To put my vagina on the crap. No, no, no. Go get you some. Don't put it up. Go get you some. <laughs> go get you some prostitution. It's the solution. I don't screw, screw random people. I, I date to marry. You're not random them. You picking them out the the, the, the place. You picking them. You know them. So they you're telling me on TJF on this Good Friday that I should just go get a random, uh, go hire a male prostitute. Yes, and- prostitution <laughs> is the solution, baby. What? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the logic. You want, I know you want me she to get her money. back banged out so she could feel better. She don't lost her oh, money. Okay, get okay, her some reefer. Get her back, her bike banged out. Now I do need my back banged out because it's been a little. It's been longer than I like. Uh, you are right about that. I maybe that's what my problem. Maybe it ain't yes. the word. Honey, <laughs> listen to me. I will never steal you wrong, daughter. Prostitution is the solution. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm gonna make some bad decisions. I already have. All right, y'all, get into this alarming story. <laughs> a tourist in Tibet switched rooms after experiencing a terrible stench in his hotel room. After he was placed in a different room, the tourist later found out that a corpse was discovered underneath the bed in his original room. Disgusting. What are your thoughts on the situation? And I want to know from y'all, what's the grossest thing y'all have seen in a hotel room? 
Um, I think this is messed up. I think this is proof that the maids ain't coming and doing a three-point inspection the way they should. This is just nasty, and that the Chinese Department of Health should come shut that whole damn hotel down. How you find a whole body under the bed? I can understand. I found condom wrappers under my beds and Airbnbs. I'll even put up with a little piece of cockroach or a damn chicken bone, but a whole damn body? That means the bitch ain't even take the sheets off the bed because you have to stick your feet under the bed a little bit and lift up the mattress to change the sheets. Mm -mm. It was just gross to me. Listen, the first thing I do when I get in a hotel is to see what's underneath the bed. I check the closets. I walk, do a walkthrough. I make certain certain things work like the lock, the windows. I try to open them. Um, The sad part about this was he actually checked into that room took a nap with that dead person under his bed for three hours, goes out, comes back at 7 p.m. He feels sicker because of the odor got stronger because he he, would, he complained about the odor when he got there, stayed there at until 11 p.m. So he pretty much was there with the dead person for about eight hours before he decided to switch rooms. So gross. Can you imagine us? I hear the decaying body smells, human body smells really disgusting. Can you imagine? The gross thing I found in hotel rooms, um, when I was broke and I would go to Miami and find, you know, the go to orbits and you find, oh, yeah, yeah. oh you drive 189 a night. You get what you pay for. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be looking so pretty online. The room looks amazing with the views. And then you get in there. I saw Dookie stains on the wall. And then years later, I went back to Miami. And I'm like, oh, I found another room that was like two something. It was the same hotel. And it was doo-doo. That's Doo-doo brown. (laughs) Doo-doo brown. See, that's why Al Coffin right now. Right. All this he, he, he into that people that you ain't into that boo boo play. You ain't into that. <laughs> you don't. You don't like the, You don't like that hot for a Sunday. Yeah, you don't oh, like that. Oh God, that scat. Oh, don't discriminate, bitch. You like the people, but you don't like that scat. Yeah, mm. this girl. Do <laughs> <laughs> I push? Do I delve a little deeper into this? No, we, we should not. We should go to commercial. Going deeper. <laughs> All right, coming up next, Patrick Mahomes' younger brother is facing some serious charges. And later, a film director is calling out two actors. See y'all after the break. Welcome back to TGIF. Real quick, the likes are not looking, they're looking very anemic right now. Uh, <laughs> we only have 806 likes with uh, how many people watching? 4,000 people watching. So listen, we can hold the replay up all week. I got time. We got time. So if you like us, show your love. And speaking of like, I want to shout out a little darling with a big story. She is... The MVP for TGIF. She put out she puts out video clips of our show and she edits it so good. She did a fabulous video about <laughs> I won't even say what it's about. Just go to her page and look at all her videos. A little darling with a big story. Go to her YouTube channel and she is pro TGIF. She puts videos up for us all the time. Y'all seen the video I sent y'all, right? I didn't get a chance to check it out. I was yeah, the one about old girl that was 
I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. It is so funny. The highlights and the way she edits, y'all gotta check out her video, A Little Darling with a Big Story. Shout out to her. She is the, the MVP for TGIF. All right, y'all. Are y'all craving something fresh, delicious, and easy for springtime meals? Try Wild Grain and get their baked from frozen sourdough bread, fresh pasta, and artisanal pastries delivered right to your door. Wild Grain is the first ever baked from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Unlike typical supermarket bread, Wild Grain uses a slow fermentation process that's easier on your belly, lower in sugar, and rich in nutrients and antioxidants. Not every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. You'll never run the risk of getting bored with Wild Grain because they're constantly adding uh, new seasonal and limited time specials item, special items to try. Now, plus, for every new member, Wild Grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank so you can eat good and do good at the same time. Now, all you have to do is sign up at wildgrain.com slash tea and choose which type of box you want to receive and how often it's coming to you. Now, it's easy to reschedule, skip, or cancel. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash tea to start your subscription. Now, you heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash tea. That's wildgrain.com slash tea, or you can use promo code tea at checkout. Listen, um, when I would go out with our rattles, he would eat a every plate, but never put a credit card down. So I know <laughs> That's not true. these free croissants. I paid for everybody's lunch uh, the last time we all hung out. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, wild grains, guys, you know, I think it is amazing. Um, I got the croissants this last box that arrived a couple of days ago. The peach pockets, if, if production put those peach pockets back up, I tell you, those are incredible. They also have chocolate uh, pockets. They have apple pockets. They And it looks exactly like that when you pull it out the oven. And it is delicious. Thumbs up for Wild Grains. I promise you, you should definitely try Wild Grains today. And free croissants. But let me tell y'all, when we got that, this latest box that we got, and I wasn't even expecting it. My concierge had left a box at the door, and I opened it and saw all my delights and goodies in it. I felt like Hansel and Gretel in the gingerbread lady house, baby. I loved it because my sister and my nephew were over here, and they ate up my last loaf of sourdough bread and the noodles. So now that I have my freezer replenished with my wild grain products, I'm in heaven, y'all. Y'all got to get it. It's really good. And I will say this, Al, although you always talk about the peach pockets, so I went ahead and tried them, and they are really, really good. I love a good peach pocket. So go ahead and order you some today. Promotional consideration furnished by Wild Grain. All right, let's get back to some topics. The younger brother of NFL superstar Patrick Mahomes has been arrested for sexual battery after being accused of sexually and physically assaulting the owner of the Aspen's restaurant and lounge back in February. Now, Mahomes has been charged with three counts of aggravated sexual battery and one count of misdemeanor battery. What are your thoughts on the story? Q, let's go to you first. This is the brother of a superstar, and I hate that Patrick's name is even mentioned in the story. Mm, I know. To your point, I don't like the story at all. I don't like it at all because as far as I'm concerned, this boy is just as relevant as the random man sitting out here on the bus stop out my windows that I'm looking at. 
If he was not Patrick Mahomes' brother, this would not be news. This is unfair to Patrick Mahomes. It's unfair to his team. But unfortunately, this is the way the cookie crumbles when you are close and immediate family with a celebrity. If I was Patrick Mahomes, I would be somewhere with a, a broomstick out there beat my brother's head in because what you do unfortunately affects me. And the media is going to be on this every step of the way. But this is really unfair to Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I can't even focus on, on, on what was going on. I mean, I hate that it's happened to the women. It, it sucks. I hope they get all the justice that they want. But for whatever reason, my brain is just overtaken by Patrick Mahomes being collateral damage and all of this. Al, what do you think? You know, the sad part is, Q, this guy, this brother has a very long history of being way starting in september of 2021 he poured water on a fan because they beat his brother in a game of raven fan october 21 a month later he filmed a TikTok on what's that sean taylor's uh uh plot or number on the field like he's always doing Two incidents that he had in December in Kansas City, he had a brawl with with the restaurant in a restaurant, uh, a boycott. He wanted people to boycott that bar. And then August in 22, he had another run in with another restaurant. And now he's finally been charged with something after his last antic had, had ended up with him now being charged with assault. Something has to happen to make him stop because his antics are just ridiculous. They keep going and going and going. So there is a part that I wish that you know Patrick wasn't a part of this but I think this is the only way that they're going to get this young man to calm the heck down and stop maybe the pressure from his brother like yo chill but you know it's like when you have a black quarterback you're already beating the odds right I don't have 500,000 high school athletes make it to the NFL to get, make it to be a professional athlete so when you beat those kind of odds you don't need People already want to come for a black quarterback. They already think we're not smart enough and we're not the same um, uh, mentally and, and, and we don't have the same mental capacity to lead a team. And I really hate this for any celebrity that has a family member. Bill Clinton had the alcoholic brother. Nicki Minaj had her brother, which I don't think is, is her fault at all and she should not be blamed. You should just like Patrick Mahomes. I, we're guilty of it because we had to talk about it as well. But from here on out, I think when someone does a crime and they happen to be related to a celebrity. Now, if your celebrity brother or sister co-signed it, that's a different story there. But I, I don't think that Patrick Mahomes should catch a stray from his brother being a jackass. Yeah. He's probably like that, too, because of the arrogance being so close to greatness. I was just about to say that. I was about to say, it, it's giving... I, I want attention like my brother, but I can't get right. from football. So let me get attention over here. Hey, 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 look at me. Look at me. And then yeah, also, feeling, do something to me, also right. feeling invincible because you're Patrick's brother. And also feeling deserving of attention because you're Patrick's brother. All of that is planned. So he needs to go to the therapist, to be honest. I think it's very disrespectful when you have a friend or a family member that has worked so hard and defeated the odds, defied the odds, and they make it, and then you act recklessly. Because the stuff that you do is going to get pinned on you. I remember when I was in Hollywood, I kept getting all these, like, reputations, like, whole narrative that was not even true. And my, this girl I used to hang with, she goes, you get blamed for all the stuff I really do. And I said, how about that? So can you kind of simmer down a little bit since everyone knows that we hang so tightly? Because no one cares about you. Mm -hmm. You're not business, unfortunately. And I think you owe it to your famous friend. 
enjoy the, the benefits of being that close to greatness. I'm sure you get lots of benefits and frills. Tom Young has all this it's history. Yeah. You know what? You want to be famous? Make you famous for that. And maybe uh-huh. you get convicted or something. Yeah. All right, so coming up next, a film director is calling out two actors. And later we have an update on Ed Shereen's plagiarism trial. Some news. Keep it locked. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. You know, I love when people in the comments, our soulmates, they take our advice. Like they think we're sometimes making these commercials just for a dollar. We don't get extra money to like talk about those things. We actually really do believe in the product. Mm-hmm. And we have Crystal Dixon that says, Wild Grain is really good. It was the best fettuccine I ever had. Mm-hmm. And the cranberry orange biscuits are to live for. Mm-hmm. Told y'all, we don't, we don't mess around. And, you know, I get a lot of comments, too, and my thing about the ghost bed pillow. A lot of the soulmates have gone out and gotten ghost bed and the wild grains and the score master, and they're all saying that they are really good uh, endorsements, y'all. So we, 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 we for real when we use the product, y'all. Sherry Hunt says, hmm, peach pockets. And Shereen James says, do they ship to Canada? Um, there's a lot of people that are really rocking with it, though. So, yeah, I will tell you guys this. I know a lot of shows just do commercials and they just say the things. We actually get sent the products and then we end up becoming customers and we order them sometimes on our own. And then, you know, if we like them. So you can trust here us here at TJF to really kind of not steer you in the wrong direction because we're not going to be promoting something that's raggedy. So go ahead and give you some wild grain. Our fellow film director is calling out Diggy Simmons and Trevor Jackson for allegedly laughing at the writers who were protesting at the WGA strike. The film director asked them to join the writers on the picket line, but the two apparently started laughing and walked off. Diggy replied and said they were nervously laughing when the film director could not operate her megaphone. What are your thoughts on this claim? Al, what do you think about this? Is there more to the story? I don't know. First of all, there were bigger stars than them that were on the picket line. Listen, I, I live right here across from Netflix. So uh, there are big name stars that are definitely standing with the writers. Um, I think their particular comment, it's their response is the thing that didn't help them. They still kind of look like or for laughing. But you what do you do you know younger people nowadays take these types of things protest totally different so who knows what they were thinking who knows if they were nervous who knows if it was nervous chatter but in all in all the way you get your jobs and keep your jobs in hollywood is because of these great writers at no point should you be making fun of them or laughing at them whether their megaphone worked or not and that's just where i stand with this um i want to say this real quick before we go to q um, I used to live in LA for like 24 years and I definitely, my main source of income has always been in the business. I never had a regular job when I was in LA. My, it was 100% through the entertainment business. The last writer strike we had lasted over a hundred days and it absolutely ruined Los Angeles. It right. ruined LA. Yeah. Um, the, the writers, so the writers weren't writing and creating content. It, the trickle down effect affects vendors, restaurants, um, People that sweep up after the actors, janitors, everybody is affected by that. That town is how it's all about the entertainment business. And that's where reality TV blew up. But it really affected. It's really not anything to laugh at. Now, they could have been nervous because I've been asked questions and like, wait, what? I don't know what to say or whatever. I get that. And I'm not blaming them. This is really a bigger than them. But this writer's strike 
at this time, after all the things the L's LA has been taking with the pandemic and the economy, this is going, it's really poised to really, really hurt the city. And it's really not in a good place right now already the way it is. Q, what do you think about this? Do you think it was just like, you know, caught off guard or do you think they were being assholes about it? You know what? I, I don't know. I wasn't there. The nervous laughter um, explanation does work for me. But here's the thing. I don't like this story at all. It's misdirected anger. It is misdirected frustration and misdirected anger because, yes, to Al's point, there are much bigger stars than them. And rather, they rolled down on the ground and laughed until their panties fell off. Um, th their president was not going to swing that strike left nor right. These are not the people you are mad with. These two people do not have the power to get y'all what it is they want. Y'all want. Would it be great if they stood with y'all in solidarity? Absolutely. But the absence of these two people, they listen, first of all, those two people are barely getting damn paid in Hollywood. Ain't nobody breaking down no door to uh, hire damn Diggy Simmons. And I don't forgot the other boy name just that damn Trevor quick. Jackson. Okay, Trevor Jackson. Focus your energies where they belong. If they started laughing, your ass should have got back in the picket line and said, hell no, we won't go. Hell no. Or whatever the hell it is, y'all out there chanting, all right? Lead them along and focus your energies where they belong. This writer strike, you guys, what happened was, and I won't spend a lot of time with this, when streaming services came on about it happened so quickly and things blew up so quickly before they were able to get contracts to change the laws and the residuals. So people that write some of your favorite shows on Netflix, the platforms that don't have commercials, they really were asked out and they're not getting the money. They did a, a chart and they showed writers salaries from like 10 years ago to now they have actually gone down and that doesn't equate for inflation and the rents have gone up like 80, like 50%. <laughs> But the wages are not matching. But what's happening is the CEOs at the very top of all these companies are making obscene amounts of money. But the writers that make it all happen are not getting the money. But and also know, I, remember, I, I, Claudia, that it's over 11,000 writers out here. And you don't just join the Writers Guild. You have to be invited. And when you're invited, you have to pay a fee to be a part of it. And then you have to pay a 1.5% fee every quarter on the money that you made as a writer. I also so, to, this is this is pretty this is pretty serious. This is definitely not something you should be joking about or anybody in the entertainment business, especially coming from legends like Russell Simmons and Reverend Run. You should not be making light of this at all. I also wanted to point out before we move on that. Listen, the, the financial infrastructure of the entertainment business altogether is on a decline. Y'all know I do the radio here on Fridays. When I got to work today, I walked in on a meeting where talent was fussing with the program director because they are making significantly less money today than they were 20 years ago. That was the argument. You know what I'm saying? They were like, what are y'all going to do? Find the money. And the PD was like, the money ain't coming in. We can't find it. You know what I'm saying? So radio is definitely 20 years ago in L.A., if you hosted a radio show in Los Angeles, New York, or Chicago, you were making seven figures. Yeah. If you were on a morning show, you were making a million dollars and up. In 20 years since that, then, it has gone down where they try to pay some radio people $15 an hour now. Mm -hmm. And because, yes, in some markets, if you're not a name, I actually got a decent deal when I was in Dallas, but it wasn't enough to keep me there. It was low six figures. 20 years ago, they're making seven figures 20 years ago now. And they just they feel like you should be happy to be there while the corporations are racking it in. The commercial prices are going down. It's really a mess right now. But that became that's why I'm scared of AI. 
with all with, with internet radio and satellite, it made a thousand channels before they'd be like five channels. So you had remember when we only had ABC, NBC, and CBS, we only had the three major networks. You made a lot more money. Now we have a thousand channels, so the money gets spread out. It's not the same. The advertising dollars is just the whole system needs an overhaul, but it's not going to happen because it benefits the CEOs. Coming up next, find out whether Ed Shireen is officially back in the music game because he said he would retire if he lost his case. Stick around. We'll be back when we return. Welcome back to more TJF. Let me look, take a look at these likes real quick. See what these people, 1.3. We have 1300 likes, 4,000 people. Can y'all, can y'all give us some more likes? If you don't want TGF to be canceled, give us some more likes. Oh my goodness. You gotta be dramatic now, Al. <laughs> okay, Ed Sharon, I'm sorry. My bad, I never said his name before. Is back in the music game after a Manhattan jury found that he did not plagiarize Marvin Gaye's hit song, Let's Get It On, when he released his 2014 song, Thinking Out Loud. Just to know, Ed Sharon was, Sharon was threatening to quit music if he was found guilty. Al, what are your thoughts on this update? You know, I'm looking at him side eye because it sounds the same to me. And you remember he had that run in with TLC, remember with Candy and, and, and Tiny, where they he ended up having to give them credit and paying them for it stealing, not stealing, don't let me say stealing. Uh, I don't know what you call that. But he remember, do y'all remember that for TLC um, scrubs, no scrubs? He had that discrepancy there. But he also had a discrepancy in 2016 with the two writers, Martin and Thomas, who sued him for $20 million for doing the exact same thing. So I'm just saying mm, where there's smoke, there could possibly be a fire. Didn't Pharrell and Robin Thicke get sued by Marvin Gaye's team as well? The blurred lines. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, he, he didn't. He wasn't sued by his team. He was sued by the writer mm -hmm. of the song. Not and, this and, and to your point, though, I think that's where they lost the case because yeah. there was nothing about the lyrics that was similar to Mar Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. And then the case that Ed Sharon made that I want the soulmates to know, because a lot of people saw the mashup between Ed Sharon and Let's Get It On, and they said it sounds the same. Ed Sharon's legal defense team made the case that a lot of songs are made up by the same musical chords, and their smoking gun was the simple fact that they played a song that was released prior to Let's Get It On that had the same musical chords arrived the same way. So they were saying if this song was produced and, and published before Let's Get It On, then he can't be covering or copying Let's Get It On because that means Let's Get It On had to be copying them. And that is why Ed Sharon was able to get away in this case. Um, so Q, you're the music guy, right? Is it, um, true, is it true in music theory that every song only has four or five chords? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Lucky for him. Yep. It's really hard because it's, especially when you copyright ideas, there's not a lot of new ideas. It's really hard to think about all the thousands of artists, actors, writers, movies, TV show concepts. It's really hard to to prove that, you know, you stole from someone because it's 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 really hard to be super, super original. Like you, you can be um, unintentionally influenced by something. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. Well, we are done. I want to thank my coach. <laughs> Thanks for watching us on YouTube. We please um, ask of you to please like our comments, like our show, and, and also the, the replay. Show a friend, tell a friend. And a little darling with a big story, please go to her YouTube channel and look at the video she posted. It kind of lays out everything um, about the whole 
Gary Coleman issue. Um, stay tuned for Black Waterhouse movies. Catch it on our YouTube channel and website. See you next week, fellas. You're going to have a good weekend. Which y'all, y'all about to turn up or not? I, I'm turning down. I'm cleaning out my closet. Claudia, I don't want you to spend no more money. But prostitution is the what? The solution. <laughs>